0: Delicious!
1: welcome to new york talk this is the Rotherham united podcast we have a defeat to talk about not many defeats to talk about this season but we have one uh one nil defeat away at fleetwood town in the 90 something minutes there's a lot to cover um we're also going to preview lincoln city coming to town on tuesday uh for whatever time we have left at the end of the show um we were meant to go and change for our lineup tonight ben is not with us yet ben will hopefully appear at some point who knows it's ben uh, but we have Mick with us. Hello, Michael. Hello. Uh Danny Albin Glaives with us again. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. And um, Will Daniels is back as well. Will thanks for joining us well. No
2: problem. I uh I'm sorry for, for missing out on the uh the shirt brigade today. I realised that we were twinning last time, so I wanted to be safe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Safe better it. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so let's start with the off field stuff first let's get that talked about get out of the way and then we can get on to the on-pitch stuff uh it was a bit of an embarrassing day certainly before the, in the inside the stadium certainly um the first incident was the people talking or shouting during the minutes silence danny i know you were, you were close to sort of the action just give us people for people that weren't there give everybody a rundown of the situation basically
3: yeah, so a fair, fair number of fans were in the, the stadium before, uh, well, before the warm-up had finished. And uh, granted, I think the majority of fans didn't know. There was the remembrance thing for Fleetwoods. Um, but there was one guy who was a bit behind me. Um, they were talking really loudly when all the stadium started to go really quiet. And when the stadium was quiet, you know something respectful is going to happen because that's that's like just what happens um so everybody else had gone quiet and the the, the remembrance thing on the board came up for all the fleetwood fans would sadly passed away in the last year um the majority of uh the away end was silent apart from this one fella who was still giving it large and then he uttered the sentence what are we all quiet for and i think that was sort of boiled it over for a lot of people yeah. and so they were turning around telling him to shut the f up and everything um and In my opinion, from a fan perspective, they quite rightly um, started chanting that it was, you know, a a W word afterwards. Um, That wasn't directed towards a Fleetwood End or anything. That was purely directed at this one fella. Um, And then the steward came in to sort him out as well. And so we were all um, chanting time to go because we honestly thought he was going to get kicked out for doing it, but he wasn't. Um, And I know a lot of people have said it was a lot of other fans as well but it was primarily that one fella who was doing it and the other fans were just telling him to shut up. Um, so they were like, trying to counter it by being loud to him so they could hear him and it all just sort of bubbled over. Um, but I am very happy that the club put out an apology statement afterwards. That was really, really classy from us because uh, Fleetwood deserved it. They deserved the apology from us. Um, and it's a shame that other clubs hadn't have done that if it was if it was our grounds, because I remember when we played the play around Remembrance Day, was it Sunderland? Mm. When we did one of the remembrance things and one of their fans were making a lot of noise. Yeah,
1: and October, yeah, Sunderland, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. We didn't get an apology from Sunderland from that. So I'm really impressed that the clubs put out an apology very, very quickly. And all I can say to any Fleetwood fans who have tuned in to this live stream or watch it in future, we are really sorry about that. It's the minority upsetting the values that we stand for at this club. And it's a shame that they let themselves down, not just with that, but with what happened after the game, both inside and outside as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those frustrating, We you know, at New York Stadium, when the, the way fans are in the concourse and they can't hear the outside, I, I can sort of give a little bit of a pass for that because they don't know what's happening. They're in the concourse, they're away from the field and they can't, they can't see it and understand it. If you were inside a stadium in the terrace and you can see that everybody's not doing, not saying, and standing still and being quiet, you are clearly an idiot. Um, let's not, let's not hold back on it. <laughs> uh, well, you were there as well, mate. Just, I assume you're just echoing what Danny's just said.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, what more I can add to the yeah. situation, to be honest. Um, I, I got the feeling that the fan didn't understand why uh, the minute the silence was going on, despite the fact that. There were numerous faces on the uh, on the LCD screen mm-hmm. telling telling us when they died and how old they were. Um, from from us to, to Fleetwood, we can only apologise for for the situation that doesn't represent the 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 strong majority of uh, of the club. And I know a lot of the commu- commotion was caused probably by people mm-hmm. telling this guy to be quiet. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, disappointing moment for the club, I think. There, uh, and we just have to learn from it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. Mick, anything to add?
4: No, I don't see the point in giving people like this any airtime, to be honest with you.
1: Yes, I agree. We've got a few comments we will go through as many as we can. Henry Cobbett is Disgrace, The supporter uh, from Race Medal sure there's a disrespect the minute silence should be banned for life. No place in it for football it makes me it to be a Miller. Um, Jacob Kilburn. Always the small minority, in this case, just one guy that ruined it. it embarrassed to be a million because of the incidents are truly, are truly a disgrace. It's not what Rotherham United is all about. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. So, I like we've all mentioned. The, the statement after the game was timely, correct, and, and I think 99% of Rotherham fans back it up. I think that's fair. And-
2: I think just the one thing that I, I would add to that is, you know, as human beings, we all make mistakes, don't we? So I mm. think it'd be really nice if if the fan uh, were to come out and, and send his apologies to Fleetwood publicly as well. I don't know whether that's happened or not yet. I've not seen anything, but if that uh, could be the case, that'd be that'd be great. From my perspective, I'd, I'd really like that. I know everyone's everyone's got different viewpoints, mm. but I think it'd be really respectful to do so.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Um, Now we're going to skip forward the 90 minutes and we'll come back to the football again in a minute because there's some more nonsense to talk about in the away end. Fans fighting between themselves. Um, This is a slight problem that's crept up in the past two or three years for me. Um, It seems to be happening more and more when we don't win. And I'm really confused as to why it suddenly started happening. I find it really frustrating. I feel really angry about it that fans can't control themselves one another. You clearly can't have a conversation or a heated discussion, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just embarrassing. Again, Danny, again, from your point of view, what 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 the hell
3: happened? Um, um, hey, Benzie. Um, from my perspective, what happened was that some of the fans were booing the players, um, hmm. which... I think was a little bit unjustified because we didn't especially play poorly. We just didn't win, like you say. Um, so there were a few people booing and then there were some people kicking off because they were booing and then they were kicking off back at them and that's sort of where it all bubbled over in the away end, at least. Um, but again, you know, if if you can't, like, respect all the people's opinion, if someone wants to boo, it's not really your God-given right to stop them booing because that's their opinion on whatever happened after the game. Whether you think it's right or not, that's your own opinion. But you don't fight with someone for having a different opinion to you. You know, I mean, granted, you can fight on social media about it, which makes it a little bit less um, physical. Well, it doesn't make it physical at all, actually. But to try and have a fight with someone because they're booing and you don't think it's right, just respect where their headspace is and just go home. You know what I mean? You've lost a football game, but our fighting about it afterwards doesn't change the result of the football game. You know what I mean? If, if you've lost and you want to boo and you don't like someone booing, either just move away from them or just go out the ground and call them immediately onto Twitter or whatever afterwards. Um But to have a physical fight with someone, because there was a physical fight at the front of the stand and there were one about halfway up for people booing. And I, th- and I think it's just an over-excelious person who's high on beer and testosterone just wanting to... Like voice their opinion back, but because you've just lost, you're all hyped up anyway and annoyed, so it just all sort of bubbles over. Whether that makes it right is well, it's not right, it's wrong. Yeah. But to so just like go, oh, I'm going to start swinging punches at you because you said I shouldn't do, but I have done, <clears throat> and then you get people caught up in the crossfire. Because there were a young lass who got mm. hit with a flying fist inside the ground. She's come out on Twitter and and voiced herself. Oh, um, so, fair play to Earth for coming forward about it. And all can we can say is, we're well, sorry it's happened to you. Um, because it's not, it's not right this happened. And if Fleetwood have the CCTV in the away end, which I'm sure they will do, they could take it further. We could take it further. We could try and explore which fans were the um, perpetrators, to use the big word for it. But it's just, it's just silly behaviour, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's silly behaviour and it shouldn't happen. If you can't take a loss going to football, you don't go to football. It's not the sport for you. It's a win, loss or draw sport. If you can't hack it when you're losing, you don't go. Yeah. And we're rather united. We're going to
1: lose games of football. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're not Man yeah, we're, City, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, we've got a few comments. We'll keep going through because I think a lot of people have got a lot to say on this and fan show and all that type of stuff um jacob kilburn's got two points yeah exactly couldn't kill could could handle booze yesterday truly embarrassing utter oh, disgrace the minority of fan base uh an absolute waste of oxygen um it was like it was like Rochdale all over again the idiots who just wanted to cause trouble and wanted to have a scrap but it's not just Rochdale. i think i remember Wigan this year there were some issues you can go back a bit further a few years there's been other games where this is happening mick Go on. <laughs> well,
4: there's a common theme, isn't there? There's a common theme at the games that it happens at. It's when we lose.
1: Yeah, nobody, nobody does Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot. There's a. It, this is a massive issue. It's not just, and it's just not not just Rotherham United related. It's not even just football related, is it? You know, it's it's just a culture all all, all across the country. Um, but but when bringing it back to Rotherham United. I, I find it really difficult. I, I, obviously, Rochdale last year was, was really the first time I became aware of it. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, maybe it's an age thing as far as I'm concerned, but I've seen Rotherham lose probably more times than I've seen him win, I would imagine, over the years. Um, okay. and, and even as a child, I don't think I've ever cried about Rotherham United losing. I, have. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but 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 that's essentially what these people are doing, you know. Mm. We, it, and and I don't know whether it's just a whether it's a, a modern day thing, a social media thing, or whatever, you know. And maybe it's my generation's responsibility about how we brought us kids up to them, how brilliant and special they are, and then they can't act being able to. You can't act it when they don't get what they want. Um, couple that with a belly full, of, belly full of beer that they can't take as well. And they just behave like like little kids, stamping their feet and lashing out at anybody that don't get what they want. It's just pathetic. It's pathetic. You know, if you're going to go to a football match wanting a scrap, then, then you're a moron. In the true sense of the word, I don't mean in the insulting sense of the word, I mean in the actual sense of the word. You're a cretin. And, and 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 you deserve everything that you get, and 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 for for me that sort of approach to to football, to Friday night, Saturday night, <coughs> out and everything else, it's an approach that's pretty much common to this country, really, all across the country, you know. And and this just played out in a football uh, football stadium yesterday, but it plays out across the country week after week after week because the little boys can't take the beer. And little girls at times as well um, and i find it i find it sickening to be honest with you this associated with my club as well it's associated with my club that, that i've lost two games in 25 two games in 25 and you're stamping your feet and lashing out at people who are supposed to be on the same side as you because you can't take a bit of a defeat I'm sorry. I am really, really sorry. But it, it it can't get any more pathetic, really, can it? That sort of behaviour. Mm. And, and I don't know, from my point of view as well, all I would add to that is that, like I say, it plays out across the country, plays out countrywide. And we're on Sunday night now, we're recording this on Sunday night, and I can absolutely guarantee you this, that as a result of that very self-same kind of behaviour, somewhere in the country this weekend, somebody's currently mourning the loss of somebody who's been punched, kicked or whatever, and has subsequently died as a result of that happening. A one punch a one kick or whatever from some drunken tit out uh, on a Friday or Saturday night or at a football match or whatever, and the family losing a family member. It happens time and time and time and time again, weekend after weekend after weekend, And, you know, when you have seen the other side of that, it it makes it even more sickening and more disappointing and more just... It's just a sorry, sorry state of affairs, these people, and I don't want to do with these people. I don't want anything to do with my club. And if it were me, if I'd seen those people and I knew they were and I had footage of them, I would be the first person. I'd be queuing up to grass them up 100%, absolutely 100%, so if if I'm ever at a match and it happens in front of me, mate, or whether you are, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm I'm grassing you up, pal. End of.
3: Yeah, that's right.
4: And I take pride in it as well because you don't deserve to be at football matches.
3: That's mm. right. Well, one thing I will say, like with the whole recording it when it happens and everything, I saw a lot of noise on social media about oh we've got all these these vlogging teenagers mm. and stuff at the club they why, why is not any footage appeared for a start i'm not a teenager by the way i'm in my twenties <laughs> so just to put that out there but secondly i know the other vloggers who were with rotherham united and they are really sound lads but i think it was the initial shock that it had happened which is why none of the phones were out because it's like why what what are you kicking off we've lost a football game and like you said first one in 25 uh, second one in 25 <clears throat> I think it was the initial shot why it's not been caught on camera, at least from the fan perspective anyway. Um, but it's in terms of people on social media, don't have a go at the lads who like to do vlogging and such for not recording it when we've been <laughs> caught off guard doing it anyway. Sorry about the phone ringing in the background. Um, it'll, it'll be my granddad saying where's his tea, but anyway. Um, but yeah, but like, don't have a go at people who haven't recorded it just because they haven't recorded it or there's no footage out there because there is it's just not in the fan circles you know does that make sense
1: yeah i think also bear in mind that i think people don't do these logs and think that you just record the full 90 minutes it is it's you you, you record the key moments and then put them together like that i think that's possibly why they're a bit slightly uneducated on how the process works hopefully yeah. anyway um yeah, yeah. Not good. We, 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 you guys have already mentioned the, the last they got caught up in it. There was somebody saying an older, older fan got caught up in it as well. It's just, I just can't, I can't comprehend it. You know, other people go to football for different reasons. I can't comprehend going to a football game. I, me, and Mick, me and Mick sit together and we've, I've had disagreements with other fans. Semi-heated disagreements with other fans. I have never felt the need to punch somebody. And I hope that the other, other fan I disagree with has not felt the need to punch, try and punch me. I've certainly not experienced mm-hmm. it. Cool. um and that's why I say it's a, for me it's a relatively new issue I've been following Rotherham for whatever 25 years whatever it is now Roch, I think I Doncaster that season was the first time I heard of that that those fans properly fighting with each other so it is relatively new and I don't really understand it And I don't I don't get it um but my, that might be me me being naive I don't know um then you've joined fairly late but have you got anything to add on fan behavior from yesterday's game inside the
0: stadium and i mean, i don't know what happened so i don't really want to comment on it so i have no idea what happened
3: i like your style <laughs> very political i like your style yeah. to speak. <laughs> a big it's like a line of juice where he just goes, no comment <laughs> <laughs> yeah um anything else anyway to add
1: on this minority of fan behavior before we move on to the, the soccer
3: True. um other than this <laughs> grow up yeah other than the stuff that happened outside the ground which is equally as upsetting but also from a Fleetwood perspective as well it's like lads you've won the football game take the pride of doing that mm. and go on with it you know do do what you will with that victory in your own time but don't like come and meet the Rotherham fans just to gloat you know what I mean that's mm. poor sportsmanship from their end um it was strange because as I've come out of the ground, it were a fair walk to the coaches, but we didn't have to know where they, the where our coach had been parked. Because I think there was the supporters coach um, and then a couple other pubs that have gone. But our our Kimmy Park bus was way down the road. So when we first came out, we didn't know where it was. Um, but then we just sort of see these two lines of fans coming at each other. And... It looked like something out of the American Revolutionary War. There were just two two lines of fans stood at each other like that. And they were both, I don't know, if they were both sort of scared to throw punches at each other. Mm. Um, it, 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 was, it was strange. It was strange. And then coppers come out to try and break it up. But then people were breaking through their lines. There were only a few of them. Um, and I was just stood back, like, just watching it. It was like being at the zoo. It was like a zoo performance show, what were happening <laughs> on the road. And it, it was silly behaviour, um, and there were some like there was some fans stood off to the side from both sides, just sort of intermingling with each other, both looking at each other, going, "What's ha- why is this happening? Mm. You know what I mean? It's silly. I mean, we said before we went live that Fleetwood had an issue with Accrington early in the season when Accrington went. So I don't know if this is an in-house issue with Fleetwood and we've risen to it, or if it was just the butting of heads together. Um, Their chairman's
4: son is one of these, isn't he? Their chairman's son's been involved in this sort of stuff in the past. Oh, has he? Uh, both on social media and, and, and in real life, is, is my understanding. Uh, ah. So, you know, maybe it comes from top of, of Fleetwood, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But the information I've had is that he's uh, he's been involved in that kind of stuff. So well, hope, hopefully
3: it's, it's not a, a filtered down thing from the leadership that's causing this new... Um. Who knows thought process, but I, I hope it isn't, but like you say, who knows, but for us to react to it, I think ju- it's just a follow-on from in the stands, it, that was just the full heater argument thing of it, mm. but um, it, it, you don't really want to see it afterwards, because I think the only time fans have really like, cl- sort of clashed after a game of football this season was against Bolton away, I think, and that was just their fans on a grashed verge and the coppers sent them away into the nearest pub, but with this one, it it felt weirder because no one really wanted to get involved with the other one. They just sort of just stood there. Mm. And then obviously the heated fans came out from us and then swingings happened and then they reacted. And it, it, it was just a mess. And I think the quicker it gets dealt with by the right people, the quicker we can move on from it. Because I want to move on from it because it was a a black mark this season, I think. So let's just put it to bed and move on from it. People were, People were wrong get them the right um reaction from the right people and let's just move on i think
1: yeah one last comment and then we are gonna move on from nad and this is for that mate's silence i i mean laid to I've been laid his dad to rest the day before he found the disrespect shown to the Fleetwood fans mourning the loss of their own to be offensive and I mean, hope oh, that's stamped out. Sorry if you lost Nad and And that's that's the key that's one of the points if, if anybody is sitting there listening and watching thinking I don't understand why people are upset about it. That's why people are upset about it. you. You were talking through the respect shown to somebody's dad, son, wife, daughter, whatever. That's why people don't like it. That's what grates people. I don't think many people will not understand, but if you are one of those, that's why. Um, right. 22 minutes is far too long to spend on that. So let's talk about football, uh, which is not going to be much more positive. Josh, okay? um... <laughs> let's go back to talking about what happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um well let's start mate with you it was something wasn't quite right i don't it was a i can't i'm still gonna put my finger on exactly what what wasn't right but something wasn't right for the full 90 for me
0: um
1: difficult to say to be honest i thought uh we as
2: a as a collective we've not gave fleetwood anywhere near enough credit for the performance they put they put in yesterday defensively um you know they've got Uh, a few issues defensively, but they just fetched in uh, Zach Jewels. Uh, NCR came on at uh, Mm -hmm. at half-time, I think, Um, and they changed to a back (coughs) three-second half, which caused caused us uh, a few issues, I think. Um, We we had the majority of the ball. We had the majority of the bigger chances. Uh, And for whatever reason, unfortunately, yesterday wasn't our day. I mean, I, I recorded that we put forty crosses into the box yesterday. Um, only nine of them were accurate. So the issue, yeah. probably, uh, you know, that final third, which we've seen over the last month or so, um, and obviously not taking the big chances when when they've come. But overall, I think Warnie said it in his uh, in his presser. Um, you know, if it's eighty fifth minute and we go away and we we steal um, steal a goal from somewhere. We look at it and say it's three points and, and we got away with one sort of thing, but we didn't. And the goal that we did concede, probably the most frustrating out of the lot, given how, how much we pride ourselves on set pieces, Um really disappointing goal to concede. But for me, not as, as bad uh, as some people have made out, if I'm honest. Um mm. Still... Uh, some stuff that we need to, to change, but that's uh, that's why it's good that we've got, you know, Saturday, Tuesday games to build start building momentum again. And, you know, look at what happened after Fleetwood last time.
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we talked on last show about whether it were Wiles or Sadly starting. It was Wiles because Sadly I had to pull out because of an injury in training on Friday. Um, Greg, started, Greg started up top, Mick. And I don't know what you thought. I thought he had a it was pulled off at half-time, which is another topic. But I thought Greg looked very dangerous. I thought Smith and Grig in the first half linked up pretty well. I think Smith sort of lost that in the second half. Again, another topic. But first half, we did look dangerous. Although it was a bit spotty and a bit patchy, we still we, we were the better team. Yeah,
4: I, we were. We were the better side. I think we were the better side for the full 90 minutes, pretty much. But we were toothless, weren't we? We were toothless. Yeah. I mean I, I accept Griggy if we did the bar or, or just over over the bar or whatever and um, and then and then missed an absolute sitter from uh, across from Cheo. I accept he was mm-hmm. off balance and um, and everything else, but um but we were toothless, and I, I can see why Warnie wanted, wanted to change it at half time. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but I could see I can see the sort of thought process that that were going through his mm-hmm. mind. Um, do we try something let's try something different up there let's see if we can make something happen but um, it it was a toothless performance all told right the way across the park really Um, and it's gone back to those you know Port Vale Pizza Cup type performance where we're just a bit lacklustre and a bit we're allowing the other team to dictate the pace of the game aren't we
0: Mm.
4: you know um it was, uh, nah, it was, it was just a, a poor all-round performance for me. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't disagree with Grig. I, th- I thought Grig was good. I, th- I, I didn't get Grig coming off. I, it was sort of working. Grig was getting those chances. The whole point of I mean, Will Grig in your team is he's getting chances. Oh, yeah, all right. He should have done better. Certainly with the way he chested wide, which is so quite, still not sure why he chested it. Um, but it was getting into those dangerous positions. Where he had a shot on the edge of the area, which was cleared. Pretty good clearance as well. That didn't make any sense to me. Yes, I know JJ does give you something different and he brings a bit more physicality. But if Will Griggs getting in those positions, he's gonna score eventually. He's that's the type of guy he is. Um and I didn't really get the substitution, Danny. Uh I, I, I see what Mick's saying, but I am on the opposite opposite side of that.
3: I mean, I'd just come back from getting me uh my Bovril when we just kicked off. <laughs> and we, we had a chance up there and then I, and I saw JJ was on, and it's like, it was took off for JJ and it was Grigg, and it was like, really? Mm. I mean, and Warney only made one substitution through the mm. game, which I'm sure is another point we can talk about. But like you say, with Will Grig, he's that sort of striker that he knows where to be to score goals because he's, he's proven it. But I don't know, it almost seems like he hasn't had the proper run out. This season, I think has he has he played a full ninety for us this season? Well, be it, amazed! It, I will have a look for it, you. If if he has, it's like only one or two. Um, so I personally would like to see Griggy have a full ninety just to see what he can conjure. Um, I mean the Freddie situation speaks for itself, and Warnie has admitted that it is that situation why he didn't come on during the game. Uh, so I can understand him wanting to bring JJ on, but it's almost like he's done it too soon. You know what I mean? I mean? I mean, for all we know, Grieger could have picked up a minor injury in the first half and he's took him off because we've got the depth in the squad to not risk it completely uh, with another game coming up Tuesday. Um that, that could be a possibility. But if that isn't the case, I would have left Grieger going for bare minimum 60 minutes and then started swapping and changing towards the end of the game. Um But yeah, but I, th- I think Grieger needs a d- decent run out. A decent run out. He's got the chance to be in the squads, in the starting 11 more often because of the Freddy situation. But he needs the time on the pitch to do it. It's all well and good doing it in the pizza cup, but he needs it in the league. You know, give him a full 90 against Lincoln if he's if he's fit enough or do it against Cheltenham. Give him the run out. And if he if don't, don't create anything during the full 90, right, fair enough. We can understand why people have been calling him a bit crap on social media. But give him the run out. Let him show us what he can do in a full 90 minutes. And then we can form an opinion from that, and Warnickan can as well. Mm. Yeah, the most amount
1: of minutes he's played is 78 minutes against Bolton, at Bolton. Uh, it's yeah. all 71, 78, 66, 68. It's somewhere between 60 and seven in late 70s he's
3: played, mostly. Um, yeah, like, like I say, give him, give him a full 90. I mean, Warnie's not afraid to take Smithy off. We've, we've seen that. But we've not really seen Grig and Kayoud up front. Know, 'cause mm. KO's a very physical player who likes to run about and chase after the ball like he did when he came on. No no disrespect to JJ, he did very well when he came on. He did pursue the ball, he would press him well. Maybe not as as um as much chance creation as we would have liked from JJ. Um but I, I don't know, let JJ and Greg play alongside each other. You never know. We haven't seen it this mm. season. But I think Greg needs the full ninety at least once this, this season you yeah. know what I mean giving it at least once If he's, now that we know he's on loan for the season give him it at least once please mm. please Warner give him 90 minutes once please <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think I think he's overthought it I think that's probably the problem um, and sometimes the simplest solution is keep him on sometimes the simplest solution is don't change anything uh, Ben I know you're in my camp we, we both agreed yesterday that Smith and Greg looked him very well um, what was your assessment of the second 45 minutes without Greg
0: uh, I mean the result speaks for itself really I mean yeah the result, the, the result speaks for itself um, I think I'm not trying I don't want to disrespect JJ I think he could be a good player but I think we're being blinded by the fact that he's an academy player I think he's performing no better than Coloma did when he signed for us if I'm being honest I don't, position but I know what you mean yeah Mm. Not Kourouma. Let me think of someone else. You know what I mean, though? I think he's... George S. Yes. I think being blinded by the fact that he's an academy player. I don't think he's that good at the minute. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know why he took him off. Um, you know, we'll never know why he took him off. Uh, could have been injury. More than likely it's injury, but you don't know, do you? But... Yeah, did we even have a highlight in the second half? I haven't watched the highlights back. Did we even have a, a shot? Yeah, <laughs> did did we? Can't remember anything. So it, it kind of speaks for itself here, doesn't it?
3: But there was there was no real shot. There were certainly chances in the box, but mm. there was no. <clears throat> like Mick said, it was a very toothless <clears throat> second half with no real attempts at goal. There were chance creation, but no real attempt at goal. Which I think a team who wants to be up and around the automatics. Needs to improve upon very very quickly, don't we? Yeah, I think you've
1: been harsh on JJ. there, Ben, I know what you're saying. I, I get I your we'll point. Look, I, well, look I, at. I, it I think, next... No, well, I, I see your point. I think maybe we. I think maybe we. We think he's better than he is at the minute. I think we'll see maybe his, his potential. to compare to George's. Is very
0: hard. <laughs> 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 I think next time he plays, look at it at the perspective of we've just signed him on loan from someone else. It, it, he's he's it a good player and he's, he's, got, he's got the tools. The
1: issue for me is that he isn't as clever yet as Will Grigg. He never in will it, be. He's not that type of, of player, I don't think. It's one of those catch-22s. He could be as clever as Grigg, but he needs to play. But he needs to play to, but he isn't as clever. It, 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 so you're then stuck in a bit of a circle. He's not good enough. He, he's not clever enough because he needs to play. We can't play him because he's not clever enough. But then he needs to play to get clever. It's, yeah, stuck he's in not a playing because he's not good circle. enough.
3: I think I think with That's JJ is in is in the unfortunate position where he's in a promotion pushing side, but is at the stage in, in his career where he needs on the on the pitch on yeah. the job experience with us to further his development. And sometimes it won't be as, as sharp on the ball as, as other strikers who have been playing football nearly as long as he's been alive, you know. Mm. Um, but he learns that like, on the pitch, you know, from Greg, Ladipo and Smith. And they, they can help him as much as they can in training with it. But at the end of the day, he needs to learn on the pitch as well. And in the in the game situations, it's totally different in training. Um, but like, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. Comparing him to George's, George Hurst's time with us is a little bit harsh. But I see the point that you're making with it. You know, if you, t- if you take away the aspect that he's an academy player, you can judge it differently. But in terms of we all know what he is capable of because we have seen it. We've seen it against crew, we've seen it in the games that he's played in. He is a very good player. But sometimes his greenhornness, if that's a word in a word, but you know what I mean, that sort of comes through a little bit stronger than his ability that we know he's got. And but that's just because he's breaking through into the team this season. It, it's teething problems. That's it, it's teething problems, that's what it is. Problems. I
2: think yeah.
3: just just on
2: that, um so Coyote's been been in the squad because Warnie thinks he's good enough. So mm. I think to compare yeah. him to to George Urs is a little bit harsh based on on what he's done. He's he's learning from two of the best strikers that you could possibly learn from in in Will Grigg, who's been you know one of the best League One goal scorers of, of all time, mm. and Michael Smith, which is probably one of the best EFL target men, is he not? So that's why he's in the squad and and still around at Rotherham United. Just nipping back to Grigg if if I can. Um, obviously missed two big big opportunities in the game yesterday, and that'll that'll have uh, formed some of the opinion as to uh, why he came off from Warney. For me, when we've been at our best this this season, um, you know, Matt, you mentioned that he played seventy odd minutes at, at mm. Bolton or whatever, and then there were seventy odd and sixty odd after that. That's when Rotherham United have been at their best, have they not? So yeah. for me. I would like to see Griggy now get four or five games under his belt, where we say you're the main man, you're gonna, uh, you know, play the majority of these games, show us what you can do, rather than fetching him, fetching him on for twenty or thirty minutes, expecting him to just get a get a goal because momentum is is everything in football. Um, you know, we've got all these games coming coming back to back, and if he can, you know, grab one on Tuesday, who's to say that he can't then go and bag and. Bag a couple on on Saturday and, and continue. Let's face it, he came out of the 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 side initially because you know we were playing Sunderland and Freddie had to yeah. play. Otherwise, he would have still been inside, would he not? Yeah, well, mm. exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And you got to question how much the Freddie situation is then affecting the substitutes. if you don't want to play, Greg for ninety minutes, that's fine. Freddie's your yeah. logical sub. Is a logical swap. And I get why he's not playing Freddie. And I agree with it to an extent. But then that's, again, maybe complicating one is thinking that, oh, well, you know, JJ wants to be here for the long term, so I want to help JJ play. Freddie is the logical op- option. But then bringing Freddie on is maybe causing, you know, back in a boo or two, which then causes more disruption. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know.
2: I know we're probably about to come on to uh, substitution, so apologies if I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. Okay. Um for me, we we got that bench wrong completely yesterday. If you're mm. saying to me that uh, Freddie Ladapo isn't going to be coming onto the pitch because you don't want to play him, why is he in the match day squad? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Would you not have rather had Mikel Miller on the pitch yeah. um, or or someone like that that could affect the game? Um, the game was won and lost yesterday by one manager making. You know, the right decisions, the right substitutions, and one not doing it. And, you know, I've been the first, I am the most Paul worn in guy that you'll meet. But yesterday he got it wrong. And I've got to call that out because I've been the first person to call it out when he's got it right as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, 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 I thought it was a very strong bench, but there weren't many attacking options. Mm-hmm. You had Freddie JJ, that's it. The rest were basically defensive options. Even your midfielders at a Dolphin is a defensive midfield option. Um, and like I 100% agree. If Paul one essentially came out post match and said it wasn't going to put Freddy on the pitch, that's basically what he said without saying those yeah. actual words. That's basically what he said. Well, then why is he there? Um, frustrated, Mick. Thoughts on substitution because to make one, he's tied himself, he ties one hand behind his back with substitutions because of who is named on the bench, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't
4: know why Mikel Miller wasn't on the bench. I assume, I assume it's because of injury rather than anything else. He's, he's, maybe he's not recovered fully from the injury that he had. So I'm not going to get triggered and exercised by the fact that Freddie Ladapo not bench mentioned, didn't get used. I think we've got bigger fish to fry. We've got bigger things to worry about than whether Freddie gets a game or not. We've yeah. got better players than Freddie Ladapo. Despite the fact he's played well, and I'm not. that's not a dig at Freddie in any way, shape or form. Uh, we've got players that are just as capable of performing the role and possibly more capable of performing the role that Freddie can play so I'm not going to start whinging and whining whether he's on bench or whether he in not on bench you know if he's on the bench in case we do need to put him on if we get two strikers injured we're going to need to put him on other than that you know just like the goalkeeper you know the goalkeeper's not going to get a game we know he's not going to come on Victor, Victor's on bench he's not going to come on why put him on there well he might get injured you know what I mean they might need to so so that that that's that side of it. So yeah, I think he got it wrong. I don't I think he could have made some other substitutions as well, but where would you have made those substitutions realistically yesterday that were going to give us any more sort of attacking bite? You know, to take a midfielder off and put Freddie on with two other strikers. It's not going to give us any more attacking bite realistically. Um for me. I don't know, the the, the game was lost just by a general overall Lack of any sort of bite from anywhere. It, it was just a, I don't know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was poor. It was a, just an overall poor performance, and I don't think that there would have been any, any, anybody he could have brought on certainly from the name substitutes that would have really made a great deal of difference. No, in my view.
1: Fair enough um steve cooper on the comments Wiles was poor ratham was poor ballers was excellent taking mm-hmm. girl half time was puzzling let's find somebody to give some praise to danny because by Lassa was excellent so the past they were spraying about yesterday were mm-hmm. out of this world at times so that's the praise we can find i suppose
3: yeah and i think uh, shane ferguson down the left-hand side did very well too uh i mean they weren't that like uh, the comment says there weren't that many options for our man of the match, but for me it was between Ferguson and Barlasa. Ferguson was very good down the left-hand side. Uh, it was very physical down the left-hand side as well. Uh, like we've said, it was spraying balls out like they were laser-guided again. Um, and I think to call Wiles and Rathbun poor, I think he's a bit strong. Um, but the way we, we talked about on the preview, Fleetwood have gone very midfield-orientated. Um, so again, I don't think it's a case of them completely being rubbish, I think it's a case of they were just taking out the game but that then falls back to us like, we need to switch it then you know, and that, and that was my argument for Sadlier uh, coming into the team, I might add um, <laughs> but then it almost feels like a perfect storm because Sadlier was the one to change the way we operated in midfield and he picked up an injury in training um, there was like we said with the Freddy situation, it doesn't really matter for us because he's there as a just-in-case but yeah, you know, it's a difficult one. It comes into that thing of none of us five are football managers. We can talk as much as we like about what we would have done, but we're never football and We won't be football managers. We don't have UA for B licence, at least, anyway, do we? Um, one thing I will comment on is a lot of people giving Chio a bit of stick for going down too easily in certain situations. Now, the penalty chance. We discuss this on the bus, as Will will say. I don't think it's a penalty. Looking back at it, I don't think it's a penalty. Um, the QPR one was more of a penalty, to quote our friend Michelle Rocket. Um And I'm a, I agree. I think the QPR one was more of a blatant penalty, whereas this one is sort of outstrengthened him to the ball. So I think the ref's got it right. He gave a stupid corner in the first half, which wasn't the corner, but anyway. Um, but with Chio going down too easily, eh, no. You know what I mean? No, Chio's like the winger that feels contact, and it, it, it disrupts his the way. How do I don't put it. It disrupts it his movement. Yeah, balance. That's it. It disrupts his balance, and that's why he goes to the floor because of how pacey he is. That's what pacey wingers do. In the Premier League, it's a bit more theatrical. Um, yeah. but in but in but in League One, you are the sort of player that doesn't go down under a challenge easily if you're in a successful side. Like Chio is with us. I mean, we gave Shane Ferguson a bit of stick when he went down too easily (laughs) and our own players gave him stick for going down too easily. Um, So if Chia was going down too easily, then why would he not be getting stick for it in the same sense that Ferguson got stick for it? I I don't know. I think it was picking at straws, like who who can we lay the blame on who's at fault? And I agree. I think in this instance, it was Wardy making the mistake with the substitution. But like Will says... I'm the guy that supports through uh, Paul one through thick and thin. I think to say he was just thrust into the managerial role, he has done very well with those mm. Um, But he just gets it a little bit wrong sometimes. Goal mill.
2: I think one of the things that you have to mention there is, you know, Wardy's come out and owned the fact that he got it wrong yesterday, and I, I absolutely yeah. love that. That's the most yeah. important thing. Like awesome. when you do get it wrong, just you say it is it as it as it is. Um, yeah, but not really much more that I, I can add, to be honest. Apart mm. from that little, little, little bit there.
4: Yeah. Why do we have to blame anybody for it?
1: Yeah. Well, it, we, it, you know what I mean. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's talking about what went wrong. It's not. It's not necessarily saying you are craps. Although, yeah, no, no, no do I, that.
4: I don't mean yeah. us. Us particular, yeah. specifically us. Just yeah. in general, you know, that the, mm. social media is all over. All. It's Chio's fault. It's Warnie's fault. It's Wales's fault. It's his fault. Mm. her fault. We're lost. Get over and it.
2: With, with the greatest respect, you know, it, it comes back to what we were talking about with the fan uh, issues that we've had off the pitch, actually. We've we've got to look at our job as as football supporters, <coughs> and our job is to support the team. It's yeah. not our job to, to analyse and all that sort of thing, because that's why we've got a first-team analyst. He'll do that yeah. for us. <laughs> like, and they'll listen to him a lot more than they listen to, you know with the greatest respect, any of us on here or... Oh, what?
0: Or, uh, I know, <laughs> What?
2: Um, oh, come on, Will. <laughs> so, I mean, it's our job to make sure that we, we get behind the players 100%, whether we're mm. winning, losing or drawing, Um, which is why I think yesterday's reaction from some supporters was was frustrating. But we, we live and learn, don't we? Um But I think just on Chio, actually, that's what I wanted to say. I think sometimes we're asking him to do far too much and that's why people get frustrated because mm. so many times yesterday there was a ball out to to the right hand side where we'd say to him right okay you're on halfway line you've got three men to be and then put a cross in and it's going to be perfect and if it's not perfect you're going to get criticized for it <laughs> yeah. i think for me danny I, I disagree with what you said i think uh, rathbone and wiles were both off it yesterday um which, you know, they've been unbelievable at points this season. So not too much criticism. But overall, if you look at it, you know, if Griggy takes those two chances first half, we're not we're not talking about Wiles and Rathbone. Are we were talking about three points. So I don't think we're a million miles away from where we wanted to be yesterday. It's just little things that we need to change. Um And I'm sure the, the management team will be working doubly hard to make sure it's spot on for for Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yep. And I look, I was a bit interested, because so, fans get frustrated, oh, we lost to a team like Fleetwood, or we lost to a team like Accrington. And I oh, get that, but le- I did a bit of research, which I know is unusual for this podcast, but I have done a bit of research. I look back at Hull last season, Hull went up as champions in League One. Uh, they lost to Fleetwood. They lost 4-1 to Fleetwood, who finished 15th. They lost to Shrewsbury, who finished 19th. They lost to Swindon, who got relegated. They lost to Accrington, who finished 11th. And they lost to Burton, who finished 16th. We're going to lose to teams that you may consider, we may consider to be rubbish. That doesn't mean we can't go up and win the league. It's part of football.
2: And, and Fleetwood at the moment, you know, I think they were fourth bottom yesterday. I don't know they've, if they've dropped, uh, jumped up. But uh, I think they're, the, uh, they're 18th North, now. I 19th, think. thanks for that. Oh, um, just, like, there's no team in this league or in any professional league that's just going to roll over and say, ha, you're Rotherham United, you can have three yeah. points. Like, it's it's stupid to expect that, to be honest. Um, and as I said at the start of the, the programme, I don't think we gave Fleetwood enough credit for how good they were uh, off the ball defensively. They got their, their subs absolutely spot on. They changed their shape in that second half and caused a few issues. Um, and they'll do that to a lot of other sides. And f- from us, and our perspective now, let's hope they go and do it to some of these top six, mm. top eight sides and help us out.
4: I think that's really unfair, Will, uh, and I, I don't agree with you, mate. And next time I see you, because I don't agree with you, I'm going to have to punch you in the face. It's just, <laughs> I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? To be
0: honest, mate, <laughs> you do not get the person. <laughs> no, I do not the person.
4: <laughs> oh, dear. A
1: um, uh, couple of people asking about Jimmy Lindsay, Ben. Um, Jamie says on here don't think Wiles at the start hadn't been great since bottle away plays the fouls too easily we need a Jamie Lindsay in midfield Stephen Adams also says when he mentioned Jamie Lindsay could he have made a difference um, for me Ben he wouldn't replace Ben Wiles I'd rather see him post Rathbone maybe but where, where are you because
0: we've not seen much of Lindsay recently depends on the game plan they're two different players so it depends on the game plan doesn't it mm. um, which I obviously can't comment on because facility and I'm not cop, plan, out. So. <coughs> cop out <laughs> <laughs> well I mean if you if you you can play you play Lindsay for one game plan and play Wilds for another because they're two different players so if you're going for a more mm. aggressive then you play Lindsay but if you want that technical quality you play Wilds in my opinion so it is what it is and the way the, the way teams are playing us at the minute I play Lindsay because they're not letting us play football so I might as well make it a scrap which it is being and we can't lo- we're losing it hmm
4: Fair comment, really, though, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was trouble with the fair, pitches,
1: then. Go on, go, Mick.
4: I was just gonna I was gonna go into their goal. Um because that came from um that came from Ben Wiles being fouled, being pulled back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether he didn't get that foul because he's gone down so easily in, in the past or whatever. Um it looked a foul to me. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. The free I don't, kick I don't think it's
1: as blatant as warning I thought I thought maybe it not. was a foul, but it wasn't a horrendous decision.
4: It, it was. But the foul that the free kick came yeah, from well, yeah. was the most blatant dive I think I probably have ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, literally it was a 9.9, weren't it? It was just a Tom <laughs> Daly. Um, how the referee has bought that is... It's, it's I, 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 utterly beyond me. But anyway, I mean, it's a move point. I should have defended it anyway. Doesn't matter. But you know, that um, was not a free kick in anybody's world.
3: I think. I think as well with their goal, um, that's the reason. It's the reason why a lot of people got upset. If they missed it or floundered the chance, or that free kick doesn't get given in in whatever context we're talking about a nil nil draw and we've still got a point Mm -hmm. but the i think the fact that he went in in the 95th minute hurts a bit more Mm -hmm. um and the last time that happened was again wigan i think Yeah, yeah. yeah and look what happened since we played wigan we sort of found our feet again and cracked on a bit now as we, uh, hopefully, hopefully this is a smooth transition into talking about Lincoln. Uh, But Lincoln also lost in the Mm. added time right at the end of the game to Cambridge uh, after beating Sunderland uh, 3-1. So, and then then we're playing them on Tuesday. Um, And, you know, against Cambridge, that was a team that Lincoln, on paper, should really be beating. Um, But it's just that thing, if you expect to beat a side in football... Nine out of ten times you won't, because that's the wrong mindset to approach okay. a game. Yeah. Like, for, for, granted, in the Premier League, probably nailed on that Man City are going to batter Norwich. <clears throat> that, that that that's effectively nailed on because of the nature of the league. But in League One, you don't really want to uh, nail your colours to any sort of mast on beating a side, because generally you won't do it. And I think that links back to Fleetwood. A lot of people's issue with that was that everyone was thinking we should really have beaten Fleetwoods, um, but. That's not a given in League One. Anybody can beat anybody, as proven when Lincoln played Sunderland and when Lincoln played Cambridge because they lost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have we the only thing we're only missing from our game this season is late goals. Um mm. we've not had any of those mm. ninety plus goals, I don't think, this season. Um, which is normally a staple of a promotion winning team. Um uh, look, we've got another off season left, so it's time to for that to and we know this this is the time of the season our fitness levels normally tell on other clubs. Um so that hopefully may come. I don't know. Ben, you're the sportsman in, in, in all of us. What are your thoughts on on uh, on the uh, on that, what I've just said about late goals? On
0: what? That so there is none? Yes. Right. Well, yeah, there's not been no late goals. Have <laughs> we, we haven't been able to score. We didn't even look like okay. scoring yesterday. No. I think we'd, uh, we'd,
4: if we are still playing now, we wouldn't have scored, would we?
0: No. So we didn't even have okay. a shot in the second half, is what <laughs> I can remember. We'll see, won't we? We'll see, won't we? Uh, in the mm. next couple of weeks or next couple of months, because that's like it's coming to end the season and some players aren't as fit as our team, so. Mm. Yeah. I think late goals uh, and I also think late goals hmm. come down to a lot more than just fitness. It comes I think it's a seventy percent mid game adjust, adjustments. Okay. Thirty percent Fitness. Okay. So you don't know how the other that's teams
1: fair. playing until game starts, do you? No, we do. They they could change. It's about adapting to the game. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, let's move on to Lincoln City. As I was not to mention Lincoln City come to town, and sure, that's anything else they wants to mention from the Fleetwood game. We've covered a fair amount. I'm sure we've missed something, but happy to move on. Mm, yeah, the silence as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lost, get over it. Yeah,
3: we, did. To, oh, we won't it. Yeah.
1: Easy as. on to the next, which will hopefully be a win. I said, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln come to this, come to town on Tuesday. Um, that was the start. Uh, you talked about symmetry, Danny, after we lost to Accrington, with it being Lincoln. We lost to Fleetwood, and we're playing Lincoln yeah. next on a Tuesday night. Um, yeah, it's
3: strange, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've got to use it, we've got to, we've got to be positive if there are any changes that be positive we're at home they've just lost we've got to step back up
3: really yeah I think now is when you show your bottle as a promotion contending size it's not necessarily how you lose a game it's how you react to losing a game mm. um, like, like we said before we, we, we played Fleetwood lost rather badly and then played Lincoln and it was a very good reaction and Lincoln we kept in it through some very good saves from Josh Griffiths now we've just lost to Fleetwood arguably badly, played a little bit better than last time, but arguably still lost badly from taking the fans' reaction outside the ground into, into contact anyway. Um But yeah, Lincoln coming in, like we said, they've just lost to Cambridge in the 91st minute, I think it was, when Ironside scored. Um, so yeah, it's our turn to react now. You know, they've obviously shown a, a quite a bad reaction in winning over Sunderland at the Stadium of Light by losing to Cambridge. Uh, so now it's our turn to react positively to losing to Fleetwood. And hopefully taking an advantage of it, because I, th- <laughs> I, d- I don't I don't want to like tempt fate with this or anything. But if we play badly against Lincoln, I have no idea what's going to happen outside that ground, especially with the <laughs> uh, the exit strategy that's still in well, place. Um, so we'll, we'll also it could be chaos coming out of the ground if we play badly. But I don't think we will. To be honest, and I think because Paul we'll, Paul Warren is the man motivator manager that he is, he will gear the side up quite. Massively for Lincoln. Um, and I just pray for a positive performance, which I think probably will happen. Maybe. I <laughs> 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 hope so.
1: Um interesting to see how we're gonna set up, Will, because we know Greg came off. We know JJ come and maybe have the impact he wants. The question's Freddie, really. Um, Paul Warren said in his post machine yesterday that he may well use Freddie on Tuesday, he may he may well start Freddie on Tuesday. Now I personally don't believe that for <coughs> a second um what, what's your what's your attacking tool looking like on tuesday if you were to pick it's a, it's a
2: good question i think to be fair Warnie was was ju- just trying to push the point that he would mm. be happy to use uh, Freddie yeah. in in a situation i think the the whole thing about him starting tuesday might be a little bit of an exaggeration of the point if i'm honest um for me i mean Griggy's played for for forty-five minutes, Annie. So we should be all right to start him. I would start him with uh, with Smudge. Um, from from a Lincoln point of view, uh, I've just done one of their podcasts, and it sounds like there's a lot of change in the camp. Um, they don't have a centre back at the moment, so they've been playing their left back and right back at centre centre half, which is interesting. Mm. Um, they've uh, their their uh, left back will be uh, someone called Brammel. Uh, who used to be at Arsenal uh, as a youth it's player. Quickly. He is on FIFA, which is not the best way of uh, <laughs> on, uh, measuring these sorts of things, quicker than Chio. So okay. I'm told that it will be a foot uh, uh, a foot race on that one. So interesting to see how that goes. Uh, no Liam Brid cut by the looks, so no defensive uh, midfield holder there. So they're going to go with Fiorini, the guy that scored... Um, scored uh, against us at their place, and McGrandles who had to to come off, and I expect uh, Shawnee Maguire to uh, to be pulling those strings in the ten slot. So very very keen to still continue to to adapt that uh, Appleton philosophy. Uh, we'll play, uh, we'll pass the ball for fun. They've got Scully back uh, on the left hand side, which will be fun for us. Uh, and they've just signed Morgan Whitaker as well, uh, who was at Derby and Swansea, uh, and Liam Cullen, who made his uh, his league debut uh, against us last season uh, for Swansea. So, um, look, they've got options. Um, I believe they've got. They're trying to get another striker in before the game as well. So, um, tough game uh, there again. Down there at the moment, um, towards the bottom of the table, which. If you look at their squad, it's probably not a reflection as to where they need to be, but it also means that they're going to come here and they're going to scrap for their life. And if that keeper turns prime Manuel Neuer again, uh, <laughs> as we saw at their place, it could be a difficult uh, evening.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, we were so close to getting three points at their place, but not to be. Um Russ Vernon asked a question, Mick Wells. I'll put to you maybe the transfer situation with the football league is playing a part on our squad and management. Um, what that means. I mean. Yeah. Fredapo and the and the rumors coming in, uh, which we should quash one room. We I assume everyone's to Paul One. The Stockton rumour was nonsense as expected. Um shock everybody. Um but Paul will mentioned Mick that it is having an effect maybe on him a little bit and this i don't know I, I find that a little bit frustrating that i know he's a human and things going to affect you but it's, it's a transfer window we all know what transfer windows are like and i wonder if it's affected him too much
4: i don't know i don't know obviously he's not happy about the freddy situation and the fact that freddy's put the uh, the transfer request in I, I, it's maybe has affected his 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 thought processes I don't think it's affecting what's happening on or off the pitch. I, I think we're just looking for excuses there, in my view. Yeah, the, the fact that we didn't play particularly well yesterday, we haven't played particularly well for the past six or seven games, possibly a little bit longer. Long before Freddie put a transfer request in, you know, I don't think anything's changed. Certainly from a from from a from a, a, a kind of first team footballing point of view, a game game point of view you know maybe it maybe it has a little bit of a of an influence on 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 what's happening but it's, i mean it sort of the rumor side of stuff is just nonsense and they know that rumors are rumors and they know that the rumors are nonsense so i don't know i mean we, we i don't know what i don't know whether we're clutching at straws here because because we're on a a really bad run of losing two in 25 <laughs> or um I, I don't know i, I I don't know why we're worrying. I don't. I genuinely don't. I'm the one who spent the first half of the season saying, "Look, lads, calm down. Everything. It's a long season. You never know. You never know. It could happen. It might not happen. It might happen. We're doing well, but let's not count our chickens." And then we lose two games, and all of a
1: sudden, I'm positive one.
4: It's like, <laughs> what's going off? They could there's, listen. There's all sorts. It's of ring back, not
1: it? You said two two losses in twenty five. You could also two, want what two wins in five for a team that's trying to chase a title essentially. It's so not, isn't it? It, it, it it's depends not, though, on is it. it. Well, it is. But it all is right. two wins in five, isn't it? And yeah, one it's One loss it in one and all, and all, isn't it?
4: You know what I mean? Let's come on. It's, it's uh, yeah, that but that, but this
1: is this is the point, isn't it? It depends which side of the fence you're looking at to say, oh, we're in a decent good run of form, or whether they we're in a bang average run of form. Why does it decide
4: what, what, what side of the fence is there? There's a Rotherham United side,
1: it's and a, that's half, it. it. It's a positive or negative. You can put, in, put you, I couldn't run you could put a positive and a negative spin on either side of it if you wanted to. You could. Right. You should, right. I don't know why you want to, but that's why yeah, people Well, exactly. recent, recent form and say, right, well, only two wins in five and one Let's not. Let's
4: not look for excuses. These people are running our football club and know exactly what they are doing. Yes, they do. they yeah. are going to make mistakes. They are definitely going to make mistakes. However, they know what they are doing, and and if 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 ever in the history of this football club, there there was a, a group of people that we could trust with the custody of that club, these are the people. Mm. So get off the back, support the club. There you go, everybody.
1: Nailed it. <laughs>
3: That's getting clipped for Twitter, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um Ben finishes off. We're gonna preview we're obviously preview the Lincoln game. Uh, of ref ref watch before we start, before we get Ben Andy Haynes, he refed us against Wimbledon. Uh, he booked Victor for time wasting. all the only thing I remember from him, really. um uh, pretty early <laughs> on. So um Ben, how much change are you making? I know Saturday was below par. We've talked about uh, ideally keeping Griggin. Um would you like to see any other changes in the team based on what we saw on Saturday?
0: Uh, man, I can't tell you. Sorry, have, I, have I just, just walked you up No, I <laughs> yeah. haven't walked me. up you haven't me up. And I've been list- I'm, I'm. You haven't. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how Lincoln plays so I don't know who. To- I wouldn't know who to play. It all goes on your opponent, so it's kind of impossible to predict. Um, but if you're going just from a on paper perspective, I mean, same team really. Why
3: change it? I, I think, I think. Um, w- when we come on to do the preview of Lincoln, it's best to know like at least what formation they <laughs> <we> play. It <laughs> because it, it took me all the five minutes, well five seconds, to look on BBC Sport. I know they play, uh, they play, they play four, they played four four, four one one against Cambridge. Like with really? what Will said, yeah, with with, with Maguire in the number oh. ten position. Um, okay. and. Like like you said, I think to to keep the same team as against Fleetwood's, I think in terms of what people have thought um, with with and Wiles, maybe Chuck Lindsay in, you know, give him mm. a start as well. Um, I think to swap Vickers and Johansson would, I I don't know, it, it don't seem it right to strange. swap Vickers it out. It was strange Vickers. because starting, I didn't really
1: understand that. I thought Victor, yeah. I thought Victor was our league keeper. We haven't chance to cover that really.
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because Vickers did well against QPR, other than the penalty shootout, but that's a different side of football. In terms of yeah. the 90 minutes and the 120 minutes, Vickers did well against QPR, so that's True. probably why he stayed in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I think Vickers could probably keep his shirt. I don't think the back three was necessarily poor enough to change it in such a short space of time. I mean, I could, I could only really see Lindsay coming into midfields, potentially, and maybe Miller. For Ferguson, maybe I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, but then we need, we need to stop looking at formations at least before we come on podcast. <laughs> I
0: know, but you say that's their formation, but is it that's what live score said or whatever it said? It's impossible to say. I don't know who their main man is, I don't know their tactic, I don't know what their manager likes to do. I know, but uh, when what I ask, me, like what I mean to is let's
1: concentrate on us, we are the better team, yeah, but you don't we win, may we, we, we may so. lose the game, we may lose the game, we are the better team, so let's. If we're to dictate the game, which I think we should be doing with the position we're in, because what I mean by that is how would you see us dictating the game? What, yeah. what, what
0: would but how I would I see us dictating their that? game? By exploiting their weaknesses. That's how you dictate games. You don't... I don't know. I'm the same team, because... The same team, in my opinion. Because that's on paper, I feel like our best team. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree with that. I, I, I think,
4: you know, if you're going to dominate... <laughs> If, if they're going to come and try and play football, which is what they try to do quite clearly, the team that we put out on Saturday is a team that has, that has swept oh. aside just about everybody who came to New York Stadium that tried to play football.
1: Hmm.
4: So I I'm, I'm 100% with that. Sorry, I know I jumped in there. but
1: Feel free. Um, thank you. Right, it says Vickers distribution was awful yesterday, which is a fair point. Um, but he's all, all. Everything else he did pretty well. With uh, yeah, but I'd like to see Miller if fit. He gets in more of a man position on the left hand side, which is also a midfield fans At least I'd like to see him on bench to go as that a, a little option, other option. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anything saying he wasn't fit. I know he trained all week, so it was strange not to see him on the bench. And hopefully, sadly, is fit enough for the squad because again, it's another attacking option. Um, cool. Uh, anything else? Anyone wants to cover? We've gone long on time, as always.
3: Uh, no. I think um, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we're all right. Perfect. Anybody, anybody, anybody else want to jump in? No.
1: Ben, I saw you put some moisturiser on your hand. Do you want to tell everybody what you're putting on? Uh,
0: I ain't got the. <laughs> oh, I ain't got the actual cream. Uh, I ain't got actual cream. I've got it in my old tub. Um, <laughs> okay. so unfortunately, I, I can't tell you. I mean, this
4: video like is sponsored cream, by Happy <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> that's, how, how can you read that? Is
3: because, I, because I got prescribed it from the expert and it did not oh. work at all in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so just to compare moisturizers. Uh, I use dual base. Um.
0: <laughs> I can't remember what I, used. I went to get some more Epimax, but um, they've sold out, so I've got some help. <laughs> that's quite decent, to be fair. I thought oh. it's the difference. Listen, I'm on a podcast here with men talking
4: about shaving the balls and moisturising. <laughs> there is no wonder people can't take losing, is there?
3: It's the
2: 2020s, isn't it? They need 20% off Manscaped using this code. Do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Will.
1: Yes, uh, Manscaped, if you use good NYT, you get 20% off. And also, for anybody watching live, if you can go onto our Twitter page, you can go to Matthew J. Haywood's prints and you can get 20% off there as well by using the code The Uh so go on Twitter because uh, we gave one away on Friday uh, I can't remember who won it, I'm really sorry but it, it's a really nice print to be fair um, so thank you all for watching if you're on YouTube make sure you've subscribed on Facebook go over and subscribe uh, if you're watching, listening on iTunes or Spotify make sure you follow and subscribe and if you can give us a 5 star rating in any of those places as well we would appreciate that, we'll be back on Thursday where we'll be looking back at Lincoln City, and looking ahead to Cheltenham Town come to, to come to the New York City on Saturday. Um, Lewis Alden will be with us on Thursday, so yeah, that's exciting for everybody. We're look, really looking forward to have Lewis back on the show for, for the first time in forever, to be honest with you, so it'll be good to have Lewis back with us. Uh, ben, you won't be back with us, so it's been a pleasure. No, no, no. Hey, thank back you. Back in London, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the world's biggest construction site. Uh, was the least yeah, the biggest awful place to live in the world. <laughs> it's awful. double
1: Okay. Anything else I've already No, let's move on. Let's finish. Let's finish. It's been teenagers. Um, <laughs> Mick, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you for coming. It's been nice see to see you. Danny, thank you very much. Uh, do you have vlog out tomorrow, Danny? Vlog out
4: Monday? Yes.
3: Yes, I'll be out Monday. Monday morning.
4: Keep have you had it checked by please, Danny, first, just to make sure that there's no evidence in it.
3: Um, (laughs) I'll I'll self-assess and then we'll go from there. (laughs) And well, it's a pleasure. We
1: will see everyone again soon as well, mate. Thank you. Cheers, guys.